Hello and welcome back to the Dungeons and Dragons Podcast UK. My name is Yasmin and I will be the DM. Hi, my name is Samantha. I play Laura Greybale and she is a sorceress from the province of Navalia. Hello, I'm Colin and I play Cuin de Greymont, a paladin from Farben in the province of Gavin. Hi, I'm Ryan. I play Ogvar Shawfort, a goat herding, mushroom seeking ranger from Keswick. As the news of the safe return of the town's stolen children had spread, celebrations within the heart and hearth were in full swing and the atmosphere was jubilant. Upon Alora's inquiry about the rumoured ruins on the outskirts of Stagwick, in theatrical fashion, Richard recounted a town tale from times long past and, as a hush fell across the room, he had everyone hanging on his every word. The particulars of the anecdote were both curious and creepy. What better location to lay low and reside if one wanted to remain undiscovered? And thus, the team's early evening plans involved a trek up the logging track to take a look at the legendary Stonewell Hall for themselves. Episode 111, Searching Stonewell. Come on, Kieran. Who but you've got the light. You got. Let's follow you through. I'll go first. You follow me. Yeah. Uh, yeah I see. Uh, right. Yeah, that's a good idea. Oh yes, I, I must agree. <laughs> Come right. on, Oliver. Looks like the. Looks like it's. Uh, I'll go first. Okay. Bye. <laughs> How exciting. <laughs> so, Kieran's got a shield on the one arm, and he's got his lighted. Bastard sword on the other one, and he's ready. Okay. Oh. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah. So, I guess we walk in. As you make your way closer to the building itself, you walk past the detritus of ruined flower beds. Um, you can see they probably hosted roses or tulips, and they're now choked by weeds. Uh, you, you walk past a tumble-down fountain, again with this, this big um, griffin, griffin fountain. Again, broken chunks. There actually looks like there's chunks being taken out of stone um, from some kind of big impact. Um, and, and the water, there's, there's this kind of thin layer of water pooled in the bottom, which is now more kind of sludge and it's got this horrific smell it smells like stale swampy it it's not pleasant um and as you walk up to the front of this house you, you obviously get a better view um with the lights from your sword and this house 
although it's called Stonewall Hall, it's got quite this grand name, and it's obviously quite quite nicely built, it isn't massive. Uh, you'd say it's probably about... It's probably about 65 or 70 foot wide in itself. Um, but as you walk up to the front, you see that there's this set of... A uh, set of three stone steps, accompanied by uh, a couple of pillars supporting a, a, a big kind of... Um, an, over, an overhang, I'm trying to think of the word for it, it's gone. Um, like a, like a, a porch? Like a por- yeah, that's just like a portico, isn't it? Yeah, like a, like a portico. And it, it was clearly once very beautiful. But again, as, as you look, you can see tra- traces of damage everywhere. I mean, there are chunks. It looks like someone's hand has gone through one of these marble pillars or then these stone pillars. And it's like there's a, a kind of a cutout just missing, punched through. Uh, there are cracks up the steps. Um, and when you reach, when you look ahead of you, you can see there used to be a set of beautiful wooden doors and they too are splintered. It looks like a great force has impacted the middle of these doors, bursting them open and the wood has been splintered from the middle outwards. And looking at it, you can see that this is obviously, the the wood is, is kind of dulled down. It's not fresh. This is clearly very, very old. Uh, and as you look inside, lit by your sword, you can see uh, a marbled, like a, a checkerboard flooring. Uh, it looks like it's coated with a thick layer of dust. And it just looks in a state of disrepair. You can see that where in some of these kind of very fancy flooring where they've got these kind of little connections between tiles, there's there's like a little extra bit of tiling put in there of a a different colour, like of a black colour, to to provide the patterning on the floor. And some of these tiles have popped up and and they've kind of, you know, been kicked about or, you know, there's, there's damage to the floor. Okay. So you're going into... Should we... Yeah, I think Alora would sort of be peering over Kieran's shoulder, the other sh- the other shoulder to Esther. Um, uh, um, are we going to go in? Let's go in and have a look. This place was obviously really grand once. Yes, it, lo- it, it does look like. Uh, I tell you, I like the I like the floor. Uh, needs a good clean, of course. <laughs> but uh, it, it's quite nice. Uh, yes, we'll go in. Uh, you know, if if, uh, if if we see any candles or anything, we might as well light those as well. Keep our sword going, obviously. But uh... Alora's not being particularly quiet. She feels it's old, it's abandoned, and she doesn't feel the need to be quiet in any way. Okay. Oh, okay. You know, find a few candles. What? Lamps. Save on our own. Well, yes, I suppose. Well, I suppose if anybody's here, they know we're here now anyway, so... Oh, I was trying to be quiet, but... Oh, well. <laughs> well, it's supposed to be empty. Yeah. Hopefully it's empty. <laughs> oh, come on. You listen to too many stories, Ogvar. I, I just prefer things if they're going to attack me. They just attack me and have it over with. I don't like the suspense. Well, there's no need to be quiet then, is there? Just, just, just stand behind me. Oh, uh, I, I usually do. 
I don't, come, I don't I normally get the choice. Well, he's, he's wide enough to shelter us all, isn't he? <laughs> Quite. Right. Okay. Right, forward. So, yeah, Laura's going get, to give Kieran a little push in the back. Come on, then. Don't hang around. Yeah, you give him a push and he hardly moves. Does <laughs> <laughs> someone feel that? No. Oh. Boo. Okay. <laughs> okay, so you you walk into what you could describe as the foyer. It is a long room. Only about 50, it's about 15 foot wide. It's a long room and you can see doorways to the left and right a short way in. Ahead of you, barely illuminated in this pool of light, in Laura you'd be able to see um, see this clearly. You see the footings of a set of stairs going up, accompanied by a void to the right, which looks like it leads further back. Everyone make me a spot check. Six plus five, so that's eleven all in from Alora. That's four plus five from Kewin, that's nine. No, Bog Fire's nine plus eleven, twenty. Okay. <laughs> okay. So Elora, as you're looking around, you obviously take notice of the, the, the walls and, and this room in general. Um in Kieran, you'd you'd be able to see this as well, but have you're probably distracted as Esther hears a kind of a slight whining noise and takes a swipe with her net, presumably at a mosquito which she thinks she's seen. Um, Alora will instinctively duck. Yeah. Um, Ogvar, however, you you probably are paying a, a more attention to your surroundings, uh, perhaps being a little more jumpy oh. and a little more nervous than the others. You're a bit more kind of hyper aware of of everything around you. So. Yeah, his eyes are like saucers and they're out on stalks. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, you, Ogvar, you perhaps receive a nasty shock when you look to your left and see a mirror. However, it's been shattered, so you see yourself reflected many times over. And it's just a little bit disturbing for you. Um, but as you look around the room, you can see that these walls were once wood panelled, obviously... Uh, wallpapered with a fabric wallpaper you can see tear marks and this wallpaper is now hanging down in these kind of like kind of almost it almost gives this kind of effect like it's it's dripping off the walls it, it hangs down limp and it occasionally sways in a slight breeze uh, the wall the wooden wall panels although mostly intact you can see some some kind of gouges in the wood you can see some odd splinters all over the place and it just gives this air of, it's just old, dilapidated, it smells mildewy, it's, it's clearly been exposed to elements. Um, Okvar, you perhaps actually see some tracks in the floor. Uh, you'd say of a small creature, perhaps a, uh, a rat or, or something similar where it's kind of, it, it's scrabbled through the dust. Uh, clearly, the outside is coming inside here. And... Uh, probably the thing which strikes you most, Ogfar, is in this in this foyer, as with most kind of fancy houses, there are paintings. And these paintings are in kind of gilt frames, wooden frames, fancy wood frames. However, the contents of the paintings have been com completely obliterated. 
they have been ripped. You see kind of curls of, of canvas on the floor. Um, and, and they are just completely destroyed and defaced. And as you make your way over to one, and you perhaps kind of take a big curl of fabric and smooth it out up into the frame to, to see what was on it, you see a family portrait. There is a man and woman, perhaps you'd say in their 40s. Uh, the man looks quite dapper, well-groomed. He's got a neatly trimmed beard and moustache. He's dressed in a nice suit. The woman has her hair done up quite prettily. Uh, she's, she's, uh, she, well, not beautiful. She's got kind of this very simple and elegant charm about her. Uh, she's sat on a chair. He's got her hand, on, his hand on her shoulder. On her lap, she has a small child. Uh, this small child looks to be, um, possibly four, and around her, uh, stood to stood next to her on her right hand side. There's a young boy, he looks to be about 12 maybe, maximum, and stood in front of the man, clearly the father's family, is a young girl, and she looks to be about 8. And Ogfar, I want you to make a wisdom check please. Okay, so just add the modifier straight to that. Yep. Just straight well. Uh, okay, that'll be a 16. That's th a 15 plus a 1. Okay. In the half light cast by Kewin's uh, lit sword, and which, which obviously, because it's a single light source, it causes shadows to kind of dance around as you move. But in this half light, this, this obviously not full light, you, as, as you're looking at, at this painting, you are struck with the similarity of these boys and the and the girl, these three children. There is an eerie similarity that only go, grows stronger the more you look. And as you search children's faces, you see Ivona and Brady. Features which these children share. As you look at the okay. as, as you look at the girl, you see the same kind of nose shape. You see the same kind of brow shape. Looking at the boys, you know you see the eyes and and the shape of the mouth. Their the faces, you know, if if you almost took parts of these children's faces and pasted them together you would have something that looks similar to Ivona and Brady. Okay. Um, so Ogvar will obviously hold in the, uh, the, the torn piece of the portrait. Mm. Kewin, bring, bring the light over here a li little closer, please. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, no problem. There you go. Uh, Careful of your head. <laughs> what, what do you think? Uh, and, and, and you too, Esther and, and Laura. See some some uh, resemblance to uh, our newfound uh, children friends here. It's, it's little, little, I'm saying it, not saying it's the same person as, as such, but um, it's certainly a striking resemblance to Ivona uh, and Brady, don't you think? Laura will look at the picture. Or am I just seeing things? I don't know. Contemplate it for a moment. Um, 
Yeah, I see what you're saying, Ogva. But let's face it, is that a great surprise? Because, let's face it, pretty much everybody in town appears to be related in some way. Well, that's a very good point, I do suppose, yes. And, you know, just because these people didn't live in the town, I mean... There's nothing to say that there wasn't a relation... And they, you know, they weren't related in some way. We didn't ask Richard that. He was just telling the story. Hmm. It's very true. I mean, when we get back out of here, and the sooner the better, it's uh, maybe worth uh, maybe worth asking Richard if there is any uh, connections between the uh, family here and uh, anyone in Stagwick. You think? Laura will just put a hand out, and she'll just gently squeeze Ogvar's arm. Okay. She's then going to. Um, it's, is Rowan on her person? Has he gone back into his house, his little bat bag? No, Rowan is he's flittering about you. He's probably doing a more efficient job at hunting mosquitoes and moths than Esther is. Rowan? Rowan, come here a minute. Whee! Rowan? Whee! She's going to hold a hand out. Yep. He lands on your hand and swings merrily off your finger. Rowan, would you um, would you have a fly around the property? Maybe have a look, good look around, uh, and just just tell me if you see anything interesting, and certainly if you see any more man bats or any of our paladin's pinadas. You just have a look around and see see what's what. Just keep yourself out of trouble, though. Off you go. Yeah, Bowen takes flight and he begins, he, he disappears off into the darkness. Uh, well, we didn't come here to look at a picture, did we? Particularly? Yeah, but it's quite interesting. I, I wonder where. There's more than one. I'll have a look at one of these over here. So, Kieran go, will go over and have a look at one of the other pictures and have a look, okay. see if that's the same. We'll stand in the gradually dimming light. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so Kieran, make me an investigation check, please. Investigation. investigation. That's five no. e, isn't it? That's five e. Search check. Sorry. Should be moonlighting. That's seventeen plus zero seventeen. Excellent. Sounds like a bingo caller, doesn't it? <laughs> So, you have to Kieran. worry when it, you have to worry when it gets to the two fat ladies, eighty-eight. And say, how the hell did you get that on a D twenty? So, Kieran, as you go over to look at this other painting, you piece it together as best you can, and this one has been like almost completely ripped apart, almost kind of torn. You've got curls of canvas on the floor, but piecing it together as best as you can, it looks to be a scene. Um, the front of this house in its glory days uh, you see it's made of light, light coloured stone um, with beautiful window surrounds uh, overflowing garden beds filled with roses and beautiful flowers um, this, uh, this fountain in the middle looking gorgeous with clear running water and you can see in this painting, two dogs, uh, two kind of greyhound type dogs, obviously fast hunting dogs, rabbiters, um, laying 
laying on the porch in the sun. Okay. Well, uh, uh, this one, uh, it looks like the uh, the house. Uh, prior to uh, whatever catastrophe may have ensued. There's a couple of uh, dogs. Uh, uh, look like a ground. Uh, 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 like, like a lurcher. You know, a hunting dog. Very quick. Use theirs. And Laura's going to shuffle over and kind of peer round Kewin's arm at this picture. Has he pieced it out on the floor? No, it's it's in the frame. He's just kind of pinning it back. All right. Okay, so she she'll look up at it. Well, it was an attractive house. You you can see from the outside of this that you know back in the day it was probably a beautiful place. Hmm. Yes, quite. Very moneyed. Yes. Yes. Okay. Well, uh, shall we try one of these doors? Leading off the hall. Am I getting anything back from Rowan? No. You're not getting anything back with Bowen. Through the empathic link, you can just get the kind of, I don't know, I guess the feel of, ooh, spooky. Oh. Okay. He's, he's excited. Well. He's clearly having fun, whizzing around or something. Right. Well, Kieran's uh, going to uh, approach. If you're looking at the entrance, the right hand side the right hand door right hand door okay uh, and he's just gonna go down on one knee uh, hold a little bit of a prayer to sense any evil okay so your sense evil how does it work is it a radius a cone it's a it, it's a cone of 60 foot okay 60 foot cone okay. so you drop down to your knee I'd imagine. Are you are you planting your sword in, on the floor? Uh, kind of in front uh, of you. The be my uh, left hand. I will be my right knee will be on the floor. My left knee would be up. My shield mm-hmm. and my will be in there, and I will just hold my sword in front of my face. Okay. So you you murmur a prayer to yourself, murmur a prayer to Avacyn and as you kind of send out almost this kind of pulse out to try and sense any evil you get a rather odd impression, you get the feeling almost like a shadow of a feeling that there was once evil here but you don't get this kind of feeling, this overwhelming like kind of aura of evil currently uh, uh, I can't really uh, detect any anything at the moment, but something very evil happened here. I can still sense it. So maybe, maybe there is some truth to the stories, then. Yeah, but what? Because well, whatever know. it was that came through those gates might have, you know, they were torn off the hinges. That takes some power. Yeah, but you're assuming that evil wasn't money evil, that something else happened here. I know what you're saying, Kieran, but evil comes in many forms. Hmm. Well, uh, shall I go in here? 
I can't detect anything bad, but you never know, there might be something here. Okay, well, maybe, maybe yeah, I'll be a bit more on my guard. Um, at this point, Alora is going to cast uh, on herself uh, Mage Armour. Okay. Um, and she's also going to cast False Life on herself as well. Okay. Mm. So you take the time, take a minute to cast those two spells, and then you're going into the this room. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you walk into this room, and this is a big rectangular room, um, and it is it's quite long. Uh, so it's probably about thirty-five foot long. It's it's big. And. As you enter, your sword casts light into the room. You can see, turned on its side, a long, wooden, perhaps oaken, dining table. Uh, it, it looks big, it looks heavy, and it's, it's been almost thrown onto its side. Upon closer inspection around the room, you can see a fireplace. Um, in the wall to your left and it looks like it's just been snuffed out the wood is still lying on the hearth it's charred black yet not consumed scattered around the floor you see cutlery having once been polished to a high shine it now looks tarnished and your sword light reflects dimly off of it. The walls, again, you've got the same kind of effect with the wood panelling and the this fabric wallpapering, where it's just kind of in disarray. Again, you have pictures in this room. Some of them look a little more intact than others, and upon closer inspection, you'll see that most of them depict uh, garden or nature scenes. Um, and scattered around the floor amidst the cutlery and shards of broken glass you can see bones looking at them all of you would be easily able to tell these aren't human remnants or, or of any kind this is animal remnants um, and all of you can make me a knowledge nature check. Or if you don't have nature, just a knowledge check. Okay, Ogvar's got a 13, which is a 5 and an 8. Nice. Kirin uh, has 5 plus 0, 5. Can I just ask what that check was again? Nature. I don't have nature. Just or just straight knowledge. Just straight knowledge. Which is an intelligence check. Yep. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, that is a straight 15 for Laura. Okay. So, sorry, Ogfar, what was your score again? 13. 13. Okay, Laura and Ogfar. Looking at these bones, you can both tell that these are the bones from a sort of game bird. 
uh, perhaps chicken or pheasant. Um, and looking around you can see a couple more bones uh, which look kind of needle fine, perhaps fish bones. It just looks like food detritus. Obviously anything Okay. Anything less peri- like less anything without a skeletal structure, for example a bowl of cabbage had it been on the table, would have rotted away into nothingness. These are just the remnants. You've just got bones and judging from the number of them scattered about the room, you would say this was probably a sumptuous meal laid out. Okay. So they're not Maybe. like someone's been uh, camping there, using it as a shelter, and been eating game. No. So it, it, it's very much the feeling that this table has been tipped over. Uh, the scene in front of you, as it's laid out, you could imagine that the table's been thrown over, the cutlery's gone flying, glass has gone flying, smashed anywhere, everywhere, and the contents of the table have gone flying. So there are, sorry, I, I didn't say, but there were, there were you know, plates and, and platters okay. which mostly have slid down the table so they are shielded from your view when you walk in but they, they, they would have kind of slid down the table and obviously whatever the contents were have been scattered across the room okay and this is this isn't like um this is like full carcass full full skeleton of a chicken of, of quail of pheasant you know and there are multiple of them and it isn't just Bird, you've got a fish, you've got um, meat, so you might have like a, a leg joint of, of something or a rabbit. So it's it, it very much looks like the remnants of a sumptuous meal. Okay. So uh, I'll probably see all this and go, it's, uh, looks like what, whatever happened to it uh, happened just before uh, dinner time. Well, it's looking that way. Oh, yes. And, uh, looks like the, uh, the, the log on the fire. It's, it's, it started burning, but it, it hasn't burnt out completely. And can Ogvar check whether it is like a long, cold log? if uh, Or is it still warm? Yes, you can. Make me a search check in the fireplace, please. Search check in the fireplace. That is going to be a six and a seven, which will be thirteen. Thirteen. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thirteen. Nice. Um, okay. So as you take a look in the fire, this is most definitely a cold log and looking at it you can see that it's just the outsides which have been charred black the wood hasn't burnt through it's not hollow it's it's a dense log which has just been blackened by flame and soot um, and as you're scuffling around in the fireplace you find a half burnt piece of parchment Okay. Can I pick it up? You certainly may. As you pick this piece of parchment up and unfold it, it's dirty, it's blackened with with soot and 
and just generally it, it's falling apart. Almost you unfold it and it splits in two as you unfold it. But holding the pieces together and looking at it as best as you can, you can make out odd words. They don't seem to have much significance and, you know, judging by how many decades ago this event took place, they probably wouldn't have much relevance nowadays anyways. However, the thing which stands out most to you is in the bottom corner of the page, half eaten away by flames, you find the symbol of Skurstag. So, Ovar will see that and um, say, well, um, I don't think this is uh, particularly good news here, and sort of turn around and present it to um, the rest of the group and say, it seems even even all these years ago, Skurstag cultists were uh, active in these parts. Under the light of Kuin's sword, um, does can Laura tell whether this is a new piece of parchment, like something relatively recent, or whether it's possibly as old as the surroundings? It's old. It's very old. Now that's interesting. Do you, um, do you by any chance still have um, the mending spell? We could maybe restore it and find out what was written on it. I, unfortunately, I don't. Over. Oh, okay. Uh, Pity. I, I don't. I can't. I just can't recall that one. Um, at the moment, I just. I just can't. Um, yeah, that's. I tuck that one in your pocket for now. Okay. Well, Ogvar will uh, tuck it into his uh, pocket, as advised. Okay, cool. You pop that one in your pocket then. Okay, so looking around this okay. room... Oh, sorry, no, go on, Kieran. No, it's all right. Uh, I was just going to say... Uh, right, so it doesn't... Does anybody see anything else of interest in this room before we go check the other? No, but that's... That's very curious. Yes. Yes, and if, if they know that uh, wushy-wushy thing that you... Wushy-wushy? Wushy-wushy spell that you know that floats people up in the air, that would explain the uh, gate. Uh, you know the one that you, uh, you, you, hit, you hit that uh, baluster and you flew the uh, bloke up in the air? Oh. You know, the wushy-wushy. The one that came to me after Ogvar went out the window. Yeah, I know. Wooshy, wooshy. She looks and just shakes her head. Hmm. Okay. Right, what's your next move then? Have we expended everything from this room? Are you asking ah. me that? <laughs> um, or... No, no, on, on, okay, so having seen what Ogvar pulled out the fireplace, Allura wants to make a thorough search of the room. Okay, you can perform a thorough search of the room. You do not find anything else. Okay. Allura's suspicions have definitely been aroused. Um, she's now, she's now actually... Uh, 
a slightly less jovial than she perhaps was. She's just on her guard. Despite how old this piece of parchment was, or appears to be. Mm-hmm. I, I, I suppose we'd better check the other side. Just in case. Yeah, yeah, we'll do that. Okay, so they're going to go out and go over to the other door. Okay, so you go in through the other doorway on the left hand of the hall and you enter into a room that was once clearly a um, a reception room or a, a type of parlour. Um, again, a similar state of disarray. Um, but the features of this room are slightly different. You have a smaller fireplace in the very front wall. Um, and in the back corner of the room, you have a piano. A small piano, but a piano nevertheless. Um, in the style of a grand piano, not an upright. And you can see that the, the lid of this piano has been half torn off. And there are keys scattered across the floor. Uh, and several of the wires, which um, uh, the strings, the strings for the instrument, have been uh, shattered and are twisted and coiled up into the air, like a, a mass of writhing snakes. Really, uh, there are lots of what were once probably beautiful soft furnishings in this room. Um, you could make out they were once they were once probably a blue colour. Um, velvet upholstered plush chairs, armchairs, and a lot of uh, like a chaise lounge and a sofa. Um, they are now battered and ripped. Um, the, the, the stuffing has burst through the covers. Uh, springs are poking out through um, through the seat. Uh, they just look very gently battered, and actually, you can see quite a lot of bird droppings over the over the surface. Um, they're faded, they're pale, washed out. Uh, they just they, they just look in a horrendous state. Uh, the floor beneath your feet was probably once a highly polished parquet. Uh, it's now it's burst in some places with wood scattered around. Uh, other places it's it's stained with water and damp it's just it's bashed up it's it doesn't look great and yeah that's that's just kind of what you're greeted with Uh, were there any more uh, pictures on the wall there are more pictures on the wall would you like to make a search check on the said pictures Yes, please. Okay. Is that everyone or just queuing? Uh, if you're all going to take a look, then you can all take a look. That's. I'll help him out, yeah. yeah I think we'll all have a go at that. 16 plus 0, 16. Excellent. Okay. That's a 16 plus 0 and a 16 from Alora as well. Excellent. So 12 plus a 7, which is 19. Okay, so you're doing pretty good there. So I'll treat that as like a general search check on the entire room. Uh, okay, as you yeah. search the entire room, you, you don't find much. I mean, it's it's in a bad state, it's in a bad way. Um, Ogfar, with your higher search check, you perhaps, as you take a look at the floor, 
you're perhaps able to distinguish what you would say is probably a couple of splatters of blood long stained into the wood on the floor uh, you won't be able to tell whether this was human or animal but it, you're pretty sure it's blood uh, but as you all kind of inspect the room, looking at the, uh, the furniture, looking at the paintings, uh, pulling the curtains back to see what's hiding in the corners of the room, you can see, uh, again, all these paintings are slashed up, but it's again this very kind of nature scenes. Uh, you see a couple of portraits, more portraits of the children. And in the back corner of the room, so... As you're looking at the room, the rightmost corner of the room at the back wall, there is a large, um, large painting, uh, vertical painting, which depicts an oak tree. And as you inspect this painting, you are able to make out faint scrape marks in an arc on the floor. Sorry, faint what? Scrape marks. Scrape, scrape marks. Is everyone seen this or is this just an Ogvar thing? That's all of you. Okay, it's good, yeah. Ogvar, these marks on the floor here, would they be animal? They must be, surely. Are we saying... Did you say they're in, in an arc? In an arc, yes. As if something's pivoted away from the wall? Very much so. Okay. Um, so, I'm not entirely sure that their um, animal is... Elora, uh, uh, I do believe if you look at the angle from where it started, it seems to be coming away from the wall as if maybe... Either something's been pulled away from the wall, or as if there may have been like a a door or something there. But it's a, quite a large framed picture here. Oh, you oh. mean like a secret passage? Ah, I don't know. Maybe maybe a bit more light would help, Quinn. Yes, uh, uh, I'll come over. Oh yes. Uh, uh, do, do, uh, shall I try to move it? Yes, do you want me to hold the light? Yeah, yeah, yes. Uh, Kieran, just just be careful. Remember lo- what happened last time we opened a secret door? Secret door? Yeah, in the basement of the church. Back in Selhof. Selhof? <sighs> Allura's just going to sigh. I'll tell you what, Kieran, you just open the door then. Okay. Awesome. I'll stand back. <laughs> okay. So, Kieran. Laura's just going to stand back and to one side. Yeah. Okay, so, Kieran. You run your hands. Uh, okay, actually, how are you doing this? How are you opening the door? Well, he's going to see which way the arc goes. Okay. Obviously, if it, if it goes from the right tip out or from the left tip out that's the way he will push try to that's the side he'll try and pull open okay so uh, the longest arc is on the right side coming to the left okay well 
is the longest arc. The, the start of the arc would be whatever side the start of the arc is. Is he going to pull out? Kieran, just before you open that, as you start to open it, if it's not too heavy to pull open, just open it a crack and don't pull it the rest of the way. Okay. Just step back. Okay, well, uh, uh, I, I, if, if I notice here that, that it starts, that the scraping starts from this point here, so if I start pulling this side, hopefully it will be all hunky-dory. Yeah, just, just see how stiff it is. Start to pull it and see how stiff it is. Don't pull it all the way open. Okay. Here we go. <laughs> so he's going to gently pull on the side where the scuff marks begin. Okay. Yep. So you, you pull on the edge of the frame. And there's a little bit of resistance, but it slowly, as you pull it, swings open. And you you can all, oh. obviously, you all hear the noise of this kind of scraping sound of wood on wood. As oh, it actually swings... Oh, right, okay. All it right. swings <laughs> inwards. That's that's. <laughs> We're going to two feet now. That scuppers, scuppers that one, doesn't it? <laughs> there goes my plan. Kieran's going to say that he's going to turn to Andrew and go, Well, you've got the light now. Uh, do you want to keep hold of the light or do you want me to have it back? Well, you, I think you should have it back. I'm not used to uh, operating a sword. Okay, well... Uh, I was all, got it out of arms then for that. <laughs> <laughs> like it's a magic wand. Does anybody want another light? Esther, do you want a light on your sword? Oh, um, yes, can do, dearie. Okay, if Laura's you don't gonna mind. turn and she's gonna ca cast light on the end of, um, on the end of, gosh, I was gonna say Laura's, on the end of Esther's sword so that there is extra light that can be moved around. Yes. Yeah. Well, okay then. Uh. I can't see. I'm, I'm, I'm going to cast. Go down on one knee again, and cast beyond through the door. That's now opened. And cast. If I can do it unlimited times. Uh, detect evil. Okay. So you cast detect evil, and again you get this feeling, and it, it's probably a feeling that permeates the entire house of this kind of echo of evil. However, you don't feel anything as in, like, a, a fresh sense of evil. Hmm. Uh, still nothing fresh, uh, but, but definitely evil. Uh, so, 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 shall we carry on? Well, we're here, but I, I, I would suggest a little bit of caution. Oh, yes. Uh, I, I'll stay in front. I'm beginning to wish that we'd done this in the day. I just thought... I just thought that... <laughs> uh, I, I guess I just thought that, like, if we were going to go out and have a look around, why not come up here? Because if there is something lurking, maybe something was living here, that's all. Like, animal-wise, or whatever it is that's going around. Drying out animals. Uh, I, don't know. I don't know. I just thought that maybe if we're going to be lurking, we'd just come and have a look. But, yeah, okay. I, I think we just proceed with caution. Of or we course. could come back my, in the day. My middle name. Caution. Caution. Kewin Caution de Greymont. Yes. Mm, it doesn't quite CCD. have the same... It doesn't, <laughs> quite, it doesn't have quite the same ring, Kewin. 
Yeah, okay. okay then. Yes, of course, sometimes it's C. It's CCD means Q in charge. Want, I thought it. I, I thought. I thought that maybe it meant cow. I don't know. But let's move on. Cow. What's she talking about? I don't. It must be a Nefalia kind of thing. I don't. Know. Okay. Well, fine. Okay. So we're going to go forward. Kieran. He's got his shield. He's got his sword. He's got it about. Sword's about four foot long. So about three foot long. So. Got it ready, just a jab forward, just in case. Okay, so you proceed <laughs> through this doorway, and you step out with your light, with your sword, uh, the light on your sword illuminating uh, another room. Uh, in this room, you can see three beds. Uh, again, sheets pulled off onto the floor. Uh, pillows torn, feathers uh, everywhere, all over the floor. Um, as you appear to have stepped into what can only be described as uh, servants' quarters. Kieran, this would be something that's obviously quite familiar to you, having come from a noble house. You would know that obviously quite a few noble families, if not all of them, offer uh, lodgings to their servants, they're usually just a very simple bed with a dresser, maybe a wardrobe, and they tend to have multiple people in one room. Uh, so this would be something that you easily recognise. Oh, it looks like the uh, servants' quarters. Uh, but the, but I'd have thought the, uh, the door opening and closing would have been uh, a bit better oiled. Uh, Obviously scraping the floor. Uh, hmm, interesting. Uh, I think we better have a quick spec, see if there's. Uh, see, it looks like something's gone wild in here. Right, yeah, I think they kind of split up round the room and everybody would probably conduct a search check, I would imagine. Another Turk's check? Well, I can't say it. Search check. Yep, make your search checks then. And that will be a natural 20 plus zero Ooh. for Alora. Mm, okay. Fancy. Ten and seven for Ogvar, so it's seventeen. Excellent. So, so she would search through any drawers if if there are any if there is any furniture that's still around with drawers and stuff like that. Cheeky. That's a nineteen for Kewin. <laughs> nineteen. Okay. So. Nineteen and zero. Okay, so Starting off with Ogvar, since you've got the lowest score there. Ogvar, as you take okay. a search around, you, you kind of wade through the piles of feathers. Uh, you're able to find a uh, simple silver ring. Looks like a woman's ring. Quite small, quite simple in its, in its make, quite dainty. Um, just a simple silver ring. Okay. I will. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, sorry. No, come on. No, no, I was just going to say, just observe it and sort of like try it on his little finger and it, it won't go on because it's obviously um, for a, possibly for a woman. So mm -hmm. I'll go and sort of shrug it off and go. But uh, I suppose I'll keep hold of it, but um, I'll just put it in my pocket. 
human with a 19. As you look around the room, you spot another painting on the wall. And as you inspect this painting, you piece it back together. Um, you can see portrayed are three people. There is a man who looks to be in his perhaps early 60s. Um, he's bold, but he's got kind of grey mutton chops. Uh, and he looks quite portly, quite jolly, and he's, he's smiling out from the photo. You see, at the very front and centre, a petite girl. She doesn't look like she could be any older than 16. Um, she's quite pretty, she's got blonde hair, and on her hand you can see painted a very fine silver ring. And the third person in this painting is a man dressed quite smartly. He wears a smart looking suit and he appears to be in his early 30s. He has black slicked back hair and quite a... he's got quite a, a severe expression on his face. He looks quite bland overall. And Elora with the highest score. You investigate the only large piece of furniture in the room, which is a wardrobe. As you approach the wardrobe um, and begin searching through, you find pieces of clothing which have been so eaten by moths that they're, they're barely recognisable. Um, uh, other bits of uh, bits and bobs, you find wool, a little bit of spare fabric, needles perhaps. But the one thing that catches your eye, which appears to be very out of place, is pulled in the gap between the wall and the wardrobe, on the right hand side, you find what appears to be a pink, soft pink, silk shirt. Laura will pull the pink shirt out from the gap um, it, was it just stuffed in there, or was it hung on something, or...? It looks like it's just been thrown. It's just been thrown into a corner okay. and that's where it's landed. Right, so she's going to pull the shirt out, and she's going to hold it up. Does it look like... I presume... It, well, does it look like a male shirt or a female shirt? I mean, just because it's pink doesn't mean anything, but... It looks to Is be it male or female designed. It looks to be a men's shirt. And as you hold it up and look at it, you can see in the left hand side where the lower ribs waist would be, there is a tear where it appears that a piece of fabric has been ripped out. Just a small tear. Um Okay, um, she's going to, she's going to sniff the fabric. Is there any smell about it at all? Okay, you sniff the fabric and 
you can smell a fairly earthy scent. However, it almost seems to you as a kind of a cold and dead scent. And the first thing that springs to your mind when you smell it is grave dirt. It smells like grave dirt. The other clothes are tattered, but it looks in quite good condition. Well, apart from this, as she holds it up, she just kind of points to one side. There's, there's a, a tear in the rib area. There's like a little bit of fabric missing. It, it, it looks like a man's shirt. And it, it, it smells very musty, like like dirt. Like... Mm, well, like... Kevin, are you, uh, you thinking what I'm thinking? A tear? Yeah, right, right here, look. Did you have the uh, piece of uh, no, yes, fabric? Yes, I believe I do, yes. yes. Do you mind if we uh, just just compare this piece of fabric? A piece of fabric? Yes, we told you about it, but we found a piece of fabric when we were looking for the... Oh. We, we found it in the pig pen. Right, I'll follow. Yeah, sure. She's going to lay it out on what's left of one of these beds, so that it's, and she's going to kind of smooth it out as best she can. Um, yeah. What have you, you yeah. going to offer that piece of? Yeah, Ogvar will sort of root around in the in the backpack and and present the uh, the scrap of fabric he found in the pig pen. Okay. And sort of see if it's a match or. Yeah. So you lay this this scrap of fabric in the gap, and although slightly obviously torn, slightly muddied and dirtied, it is a perfect match oh oh now look at that okay so so hang on a minute so well well that changes things because whoever's whoever owns this shirt that's put the shirt here he's been out in a boat recently yeah in the town yes so somebody is coming backwards and forwards or has been backwards and forwards from here Esther, are you getting this? No, um, uh, yes, dearie, yes. Achoo! And she sneezes and a, a puff of feathers kind of uh, goes up. Oh, bless you, I didn't know you had allergies. Uh, yes, darn birds. <laughs> birds. Uh, can... Alora's now... Alora's now definitely on alert because clearly this place is not totally abandoned as she thought um, she, she would like to recall Rowan can she use her empathic link to do that yeah oh no because I can only convey a feeling uh, okay yeah, sorry yeah okay I'm gonna convey the feeling of need of need like anticipation Did you say need? No, need. <laughs> yeah okay as you, as well, you... perhaps I should that would bring it back <laughs> As you anti- as you kind of express this this kind of need, Rowan appears from um, the corridor. So where you are in this room, it's there's a slight step in on this room where the wardrobe is, and directly ahead of that is on the, on the right hand side of the room is the doorway, uh, and the doorway is is open, and you know arriving at speed through this this 
the hallway and is shooting into the room. You have Rowan. Rowan arrives. Right. Uh, obviously, I'm just going to hold my hand out for him to alight on. Yep. Um, Rowan, did, if, if you found anything in here, or anyone... Um, you found some mead? He looks in, he looks quite put out. You get this, a feeling of just depression through the bond. He hasn't found any mead, no. Uh, is it all quiet? Have you seen or heard anything while you've been out there? No. Nope. Flitting around in the house? Have you, have you... Somebody's been here in this house, Rowan. Recently. So, I, I just need you to, to be clear. Have you seen anybody? Nope. Or anything? Nope. Um, Rowan, ju Rowan, just just stay with me, okay? Just just stay with me for now. Rowan returns to his little bat house on your side. Cool. His bachelor pad. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm proud of that one. Oh dear. That was quite good. I quite like that. As the team tentatively reconnoitred the ruins, they found the once decadent surroundings in a deep state of decay. Now torn, fine paintings hung from their frames, portraying a family with a striking resemblance to their young, recent acquaintances. The spooky surroundings had the ranger well and truly rattled as a chronic case of the creeps niggled at his nerves. And as they started to systematically search the rooms, Allura starts to question the sensibility of their nocturnal foray into foreign territory. Hey, you made it this far, so lend us your ears for a moment longer if you will. Firstly, we are most humbled that you are enjoying our yarn and the crew thank you from the bottom of their hearts for your patronage. Producing this podcast is incredibly hard work and as such, if you would like to support us, there are a few ways in which you could really make a difference. Sharing links to friends and family helps to spread the word so others like you can find us and in turn they too can enjoy the show. Equally helpful is leaving a five-star review on Spotify and any other streaming services, which will help us immensely. Or, if you feel you could go that extra mile and contribute a few coppers to keep our creative juices flowing, you can hop on over to our Buy Me A Coffee page or drop us an email. We would all be immensely grateful for your support in any form. Lastly, we invite you to visit our website, where you will find information on our campaign from backstories to settings. Join our Facebook group or follow us on Twitter. All the links are in our episode bios. Don't forget to smash the subscribe and download buttons so you never miss the next episode. See you all again next week, folks. <laughs>